Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 24th of October, 2020. Today is United Nations Day. Our readings today are Psalms 30 and 32, Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, 15, 9 through 20, Revelation 10, 1 through 11, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to, oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 30, I will extol you, O God, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O God, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to God, O you God's faithful ones and give thanks to God's holy name. For God's anger is but for a moment, God's favor is for a lifetime. 
Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O God, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O God, I cried, and to God I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O God, and be gracious to me. O God, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Psalm 32 Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom God imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to to God, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, elsewise it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in God. Be glad in God and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, son of Sirach, chapter 15, verses 9 through 20. Praise is unseemly on the lips of a sinner, for it has not been sent from God. For in wisdom must praise be uttered, and God will make it prosper. Do not say it was God's doing that I fell away. For God does not do what God hates. Do not say it was God who led me astray. For God has no need of the sinful. God hates all abominations. Such things are not loved by those who fear God. It was God who created humankind in the beginning. And God left them in the power of their own free choice. If you choose, you can keep the commandments, and to act faithfully is a matter of your own choice. God has placed before you fire and water. Stretch out your hand for whichever you choose. Before each person are life and death, and whichever one chooses will be given. For great is the wisdom of God. God is mighty in power and sees everything. God's eyes are on those who fear God, and God knows every human action. God has not commanded anyone to be wicked, 
and God has not given anyone permission to sin. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation Glorify God, all you works of God. Sing, sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, you angels and all powers of God. O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. Winter and summer, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow. Frost and cold, ice and sleet, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark. Storm clouds and thunderbolts, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O springs of water, seas and streams, O whales and all that move in the waters. All birds of the air, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O beasts of the wild and all you flocks and herds. O people everywhere, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let the people of God glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O priests and servants of God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O spirits and souls of the righteous, sing praise and give honor forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify God, Creator, Incarnate, and Holy Spirit. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. And I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud, with a rainbow over their head. Their face was like the sun, and their legs like pillars of fire. The angel held a little scroll open in their hand, setting their right foot on the sea and their left foot on the land. They gave a great shout like a lion roaring. And when they shouted, the seven thunders sounded. And when the seven thunders had sounded, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders have said and do not write it down. Then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and the land raised their right hand to heaven and swore by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it, there will be no more delay. But in the, days when the la in the days when the seventh angel is to blow their trumpet, the mystery of God will be fulfilled, as God announced God's servants, the prophets. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, 
Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told them to give me the little scroll. And they said to me, Take and eat it. It will be bitter to your stomach, but sweet as honey in your mouth. So I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. Then they said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples and nations and languages and rulers. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stand, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after Jesus had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Creator, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? 
or if the child asks for an egg, we'll give a scorpion. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly creator give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I've got some thoughts on the readings this morning, friends. Let's see if I can kind of connect things together. Um, What really struck me about our Psalms this morning was the point in Psalm 32, particularly brought out in verse 9, which reads, Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. It occurred to me, as it has before, that God does not want blind followers. God wants a partnership, a holy and divine partnership. And then something new occurred to me. Perhaps misunderstanding and intentionally or unintentionally, subconsciously or consciously, however it happens, twisting our relationship to God into one of blind subservience, which is not how it was created to be, is the root or the preceding issue of how human relationships have gotten so fucked up. This idea that marriages are not partnerships, that they are women subservient to men. This is not the way God intended it. And I think the, the way it got messed up is the relationship between us and God is supposed to be the source of all relationships in our human lives. The love between us and God is supposed to be reflected in all our relationships. So if we have twisted the core relationship into one of subservience instead of partnership, it is little wonder that all the other relationships in our lives have gotten twisted. Our relationships with our spouses, our relationships with our children, our relationships with our friends, our relationships with other human beings. God created us to be in holy partnership with each other. I was reading this morning um, more from Stamped from the Beginning, Dr. Kendi's book um, about the history of racism in America and in the 1700s, 1600s and 1700s, early colonials slash Americans had some really messed up ideas about the relationship of owners to slaves. And I see this messed up relationship or messed up perception of the relationship between humans and God reflected in the ideas that we're allowed to promulgate through slavery. And so I think that the source of healing needs to be healing of the relationship between us and God, between each person and God. And then naturally healing of other relationships will flow from that. In our reading from Sirach, 
or Ecclesiasticus, whatever we're calling it. I really, this is one where I'd really like to know what the context was. Was the writer refuting the claim that some people are born to sin and others are born to good? If so, then this makes a lot of sense, saying that we can choose good. But I think we read it through our modern eyes as saying that people can just choose good, and if they don't, then it's their own fault. And I don't think that is always the case. And I think that wisdom often comes through experience. And sometimes that experience involves sinning and making mistakes. And while I agree that God never wills for us to sin, I absolutely 100% that God wills us to be transformed through our learning. So God takes the sin, takes the mistake, and uses it, just as God uses all things for God's good, uses it to transform us glory to glory, more and more like God, more and more into the selves that we were created to be. So while we absolutely have free will, we also have a lot of healing that needs to to come before we can get enough of our own gunk out of the way that we clearly choose the way of good. And we'll get to that a little bit more later. And I believe it's this, back to the relationship with God, it's this trusting, cooperative approach to being transformed through and by the lessons of our sin, of our mistakes, or even of our successes and our goodnesses. That is what it is to be loved, is love itself. This, This trusting, courageous openness to transformation, even through pain and sorrow, joy and gladness to approach all experience as opportunity to grow with and be grown by God. I believe this is at the core of that love relationship. Now in Revelation, John receives a renewal of his prophetic commission And I think that happens to all of us. I think that part of that transformative process is a renewal of our prophetic commission. My commentary describes the receipt of the prophetic commission or the the divine mandate to prophecy, right, as... um, an inescapable obligation. And I think there's beauty and terror and power in those words. And I think it is our inescapable obligation to share our sacred stories where and when we are called. Not with everyone. Um, Not always. I mean, some people are called to share publicly. 
But this transformative process that we undergo, it is not, it doesn't happen just between us and God. It is both personal and also communal. So when we share our transformation with others, they too are transformed. So this, this is something that is happening at multiple levels and in multiple circles of interaction, if that kind of makes sense. And so we must tell what we have received. We must prophecy. And to me, prophecy is spreading the wisdom, the news, the word of what the Holy Spirit has revealed to and in and through us. Now, our gospel really ties these things together and teaches us how we rewrite the story into a sacred and holy story. How we, and and, and I guess the better way of saying that is how we take what is happening, has happened, and will happen to us, and translate it into transformation. This is how we heal a distorted rhythm of our lives. This is how we we begin to make the choosing of good into a holy habit, into a, a muscle deep reflex. until it becomes deeper than the force of our will and becomes part of our nature. And it is through persistence. It is through perseverance in prayer. And I think it is fascinating that in verse 8, the word translated persistence is literally lack of propriety or shamelessness. So without shame, giving our shame, our propriety, our embarrassedness to God, and then being freed to learn, to transform, to be transformed, and to spread this joyful and holy transformation, this is what the fruits of the holy partnership with God, the co-creative process look like. And we are told here that this will be given to anyone who seeks it. But the catch, if you will, or the key, is that we must continue, we must persevere, shamelessly seeking this wisdom and transformation and holy relationship. And it is no easy task, but I think we will find that it is a work that we were made for.
And I think there is more of a link in the second part of our gospel reading to the first one than we might otherwise imagine. Because I believe the second part is this reassurance that whatever we invest into relationship with God, God gives us back immeasurably. That it is beyond any loving relationship on earth. And, and we're back to relationship on earth should be a reflection of this primary holy relationship with God. For many people, the most loving relationship in their life is the, is the relationship of parent and child. And it's certainly that way with me and with my son. But it was not that way with me and with my primary caregiver of, of the majority of my life. This person would give me... This is tough for me because I don't want to speak ill. My father died when I was young. And I was left with my mother who's doing the best that she could, but she absolutely would give me a scorpion or a snake when I asked for a fish or an egg. There are a multitude of reasons for that. And I forgive her with love. But so this passage has always been hard for me. I get hung up on the parenting piece of it and the enemy kind of twists it so that I miss the message of lesser to greater and just feel doomed to be a, a hurtful parent because I was hurtfully parented. And that is not the point here. The point here is that God is the primal relationship and anything good that we have known, clung to, been nourished by in our lives, God is exponentially more than that. So when we seek relationship with God, we receive from that relationship beyond our imagination. So we can let go of all of our human means of learning, coping, healing, and receive first the transformative love and the complete partnership of co-creative relationship with God. And then spreading outward from that, like ripples in a pond, comes healing, redemption, prophecy, transformation, learning, etc., etc., in all relationships of our lives, even our relationship with ourself. I hope that was somewhat intelligible. <laughs> and I think I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for being my partners in prayer, my beloved friends. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial 
and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We are going to use, in place of suffrages today, as we have been for a couple days now, the beautiful prayers from the Iona Abbey Worship Book. These are found on page 12 of the Iona Abbey Worship Book. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window and may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for Proper 24. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy, that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Collect for Saturdays. Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Grace Sovereign God, Almighty and Everlasting Creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Let us use in place of the prayer for, or as a prayer for mission, rather, the prayer attributed to St. Francis. This is on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer, if you're following along. If not, perhaps the hearing will help write it into your spirit, as we talked about this morning. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. 
Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear God, may we come to you and so be healed and the most important primal central relationship of our existence both here and in the hereafter our relationship with you may we so heal this relationship that it becomes one of complete trust and love where we are partners and co-creators with you in your divinity in your creation, in your always and everlasting love and interaction with all that you have made. May this holy partnership be made so whole and complete and encompassing that it informs at a deep level all of the other relationships in our lives that the love that we share between us, God, between you and us, be reflected in all of our other relationships and interactions with our families, with our friends, with our coworkers, with the other humans on this earth. May we so persevere in prayer, shamelessly persistent, false messages are overwritten by the message of your love, that all of our sinful habits, all of the discordant rhythms of our lives are healed, and we have holy reflexes deeper than consciousness that move us towards love and holiness and your good. May your will and your will alone be done and acted in us and lived out through our lives. In the holy name of your blessed incarnate, our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Let's say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives. By giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness 
and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. We live without fear. Our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.